Hi, and welcome to another episode of Rate That Album, a back and forth uh, uh, album review with myself, Paul Moadib, and my good friend, Joe Freming. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. It's a good day. It's a good day. Um, and since we're in October, uh, this one should be released around uh, Halloween. So that's good. I decided to do, uh, it was my turn to pick an album, and I picked Hellbilly Deluxe, 13 Tales of Cadaverous Cavorting Inside the Spook Show International. Joe, what do you know about this album? I knew I listened the hell out of it when it came out. Uh, I know it's one of the three things from Rob Zombie that I like. This, White Zombie, and the movie The Devil's Rejects. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> I yeah. knew it, uh, it, it kind of brought in his solo career after he disbanded White Zombie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit. Uh, usually we save this, but I want to talk about the reception of the album now. Um, because I, I think we're going to have very similar tastes and, and thoughts on what that uh, uh, is. Like like our, our thoughts on the album. But all music gave it four four out of five stars entertainment weekly gave it a c plus rolling stone gave it a three-star review um the av club called the called the album a guilty pleasure in their mixed review (laughs) um you know kind of going after the the filler tracks and um you know saying you know when it came out there was kind of a divisive album i think i mean now it's multi-platinum i mean it sold a lot of a lot a lot of albums uh uh you know albums of it but and it came out people didn't know what to think of it and what do you think about that looking back I don't even remember it being divisive amongst our crew. <laughs> I mean, everybody I knew liked this album, except for like maybe one or two people in our in our in my circle of friends, at least. But it was generally, uh, I think this was the album a lot of us wished White Zombie could have done, mm-hmm. because it, it you know White Zombie is great, but it's also it falls into that it's it bleeds into one it's it doesn't there's not a lot of standout tracks there mm-hmm. are but there's not a lot of hooks or anything and this album came out and fucking hooks and huge choruses like it was it was like wow why wasn't white zombie zombie doing this because i again i love their albums but i always felt like that was an element that was missing in them I would agree with you. I mean, you know, you look at things like you know, more human than human. Um, you know, it, it it was there, like Astro Creep 2000, but I mean, more human than human. It was a good track. It's a good track, but it didn't have the hooks and things like Super Beast and Dracula. <laughs> Living Dead Girl. Like almost every song in this album, even like the, the, <laughs> the one, How to Make a Monster, has like this really catchy thing but it's layered just so it sounds like it's a song on a radio <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. no 100 percent. and the cool thing was he was pulling you know for the samples and things like that we talked about that with uh, the wu-tang clan how they were pulling samples from martial arts movies he was pulling samples from horror movies like especially the 70s and 60s horror films 
um, to put into this album, which is just really, really cool. Um, and I, I mean, I, from, I think the big thing for me on this album that I think really sets it apart from the, the, the white zombie stuff is production. Like this is produced so well. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's, it's really well produced. It's, again, this kind of like, I, when I first, I bought this and this is a, a really good headphone album. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there's a lot of like in the production, there's layers and things. It's basically listening to like a freak show haunted house uh, set, to, set to music. It, it really has like that depth in it. It yeah. just kind of puts you on a journey. Kind of like when you like listen to Queen, like a day of the races, a night at the opera, stuff like that. Dark side of the moon, uh, downward spiral it has that atmosphere that just kind of puts you in a different world well and i think the opening of it called the zombie you know it totally sets the tone for what you're getting into because i mean yeah it's absolutely starts with the creepy little doll music and the little girl speaking and then you hear like a door creaking and all this stuff and then it jumps right in the super beast and you go yeah Absolutely. The one thing, and I don't remember this, Joe, and maybe you can um, correct me on this. I don't know if it was the version I was listening to or if it was. I don't remember Living Dead Girl ending so abrupt. Like the version I was listening to, it just Living Dead Girl goes right to the next one. Like there was no ending to the song. Is is that right or am I, am I misremembering? Uh, that doesn't sound right to me. Uh, there okay. is a censored version of this album. I accidentally bought that when it came out. <laughs> oh. I bought it at Target. So there is a censored version of this. And you might have, and it does have edits and things that are, you know, taking out obscenities and stuff. So maybe that's what you're listening to. I don't know. I don't think it was the censored version, but maybe it was. And that's a problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my God, this is embarrassing. <laughs> well, you know, no, I, you know, and I think it's funny that in New Zealand, the speaking of the red unrated version, this was um rated um uh in New Zealand R sixteen for violence, offensive language, and sex scenes. Sex scenes in an album um was I what what is that? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of more. Uh, <laughs> like that just kind of throws me through a loop because there's a lot more offensive music out. This is pretty tame. It's fair, especially for tame. like the horror genre of music. If you listen to like a lot of horror themed music, uh, it, it can get really dark. And this is pretty light considering. <laughs> oh yeah, I wouldn't even put this in the this. I mean, this for a horror thing. You know, people when I, I think again, like you know, we get in the black metal. This black metal, this is not. <laughs> no, no, it, it's horror. You know, this is a genre of horror. I mean, that's like where the Misfits and Sam Hain with Danzig kind of fall into, and White Zombie, Rob, Rob Zombie. Uh, uh, what's that hip hop group? They did like People Under the Stairs group. Oh yeah, it all, but yeah, it was this like. You know, there's like horror themed hip hop and stuff. So, yeah, it, but this is pretty benign compared to some of that, especially if you listen to like it's hard to find because it's no longer in print. But the, those Sam Hain albums, <laughs> Dan's did were pretty fucking uh, 
Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you know, even uh, what's his nuts that did um, uh, Warren Zevon did a song called "A Most Peculiar Boy," right? <laughs> He's known for Wolves Wolves of London and a song about a rapist. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> so you can I, I put Warren Zevon on that list too. Of of uh, yeah, I remember doing the pe- most pe- uh, doing "Peculiar Boy" for um, karaoke. And like just freaking people out, like what the fuck? So it was Halloween, so I did Wolves of London, and then I did that one. And um, yeah, that, uh, Wolves of London people love, but the second one I got looks like I was like I killed someone's puppy doing that song, and uh, <laughs> which is what I love walking off stage. Like yes, I scored. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, overall, I you know, and I credit this. It's a great album, but I also think it it also kind of fed into Rob Zombie becoming many, many things, right? And he's like, not very good at those many things. Mm, that's, yeah, I'm glad you said it. Yeah, um, like I said, like when I said there's literally three things of his I enjoy, like I'm not lying. Uh, I remember seeing, so I've seen him live twice, three times. First time was on this tour, and it oh, was that would have been great. It was fucking great. Uh, Sherry Moon was in like a go-go cage and shit. It was like it was like their guitars were filled with fake blood and they're spitting it on the audience. That was awesome. Then I saw him at Ozfest '99, and he was pissed drunk, and it oh, was man. one of the most horrible <laughs> live performances I've ever seen. He puked backstage but he still had his mic on so we all got to hear that oh no yeah he pulled a jimmy page huh (laughs) yeah yeah and then then i saw him here in fargo not like a few years ago he was touring with marilyn manson and that was a little that was better that was better than him vomiting on backstage (laughs) oh my god although i i I thought manson's performance was uh, more interesting but that's just yeah yeah i could uh i i i i think manson would be interested in this not now he got me no not not now no no now that that we know what manson really is yeah i wouldn't see him but before all that came out before we knew that like i was like oh that's interesting and whatever but you know yeah it's the mighty they fall sir the ragged they come and the ragged they kill. <laughs> That's the other thing I want to bring up as well. You know, you talk about this being tame. There's a lot of nonsensical lyrics in this yeah. album. There, <laughs> Which it, I, it doesn't bother me considering it's like Dragula is a fucking banger of a song. <laughs> like, right. If you're going to have like a huge chorus like that, I guess like it's like come together by the Beatles as long as I it's a good song. I guess I don't give a shit about the lyrics. Like I'm not expecting uh Neil Young style lyrics from fucking Rob Zombie. No, 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 not all. But I mean, you know, I pull up like, like super beast, you know, it's, it's, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. Uh, you know, uh, uh, stir the limbs across the wrist, full possession of a memory, bury me as a dog, icy hands surrounding me. Okay, sure. You said stuff. Another interesting element of this album, it's the, the content of the songs and the lyrics are very reminiscent of the Misfits. Mm-hmm. Like Danzig did a lot of, you know, that's what their thing was, was horror movie 
imagery and comic book imagery, which zombie really like this album sounds like it's a few woes away from being a fucking misfits, the best misfits album ever. Uh, I would, I, I would agree <laughs> with you on that, sir. Yeah. I mean, there, there's great imagery, but the lyrics don't make sense a lot of times. And it doesn't have to, because he's just painting a picture. Yeah, he's using a lot of adjectives. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's doing the job. And like, it, this is, this, you know, it, it's a horror. This is like a, you know, it's like a, a fun house, like set to music or whatever, like a horror, a haunted house set to music. Like, it the lyrics are and that's a weird thing when the lyrics are inconsequential to like the sounds you're hearing that is that's like very rare for me to like appreciate that because like you i'm a lyric guy yep but when it comes to this album i don't give a shit about the lyrics right right that's what i mean like i i get the picture i hear what you're painting and it's i like it i like it um, and it doesn't it doesn't matter to me that's nonsensical because you're putting the right adjectives out there. You're you're you're, you're I mean, I don't doesn't have to make sense for me to get the imagery in my head that this is the the horror theme and the haunted house in my head and everything like that. Like you're you're nailing it. Um, uh, but again, I will say it's nonsensical and tame. <laughs> yeah, it's very nonsensical. It's like listening to Bob Dylan. Very fair enough, sir. Now let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Tommy Lee, because Tommy Lee was on this album. Did you know that? Yeah, actually, I remember reading something about that. Yeah, when the album came out, he did. He's a good drummer. Like I have nothing. Motley Crue is not music I like, but I can appreciate Tommy Lee's drumming. Like it, it's one of those things where like he's a hell of a drummer. I, I will not take that away from him. Uh, I'll hate him forever for that uh, Monsters of Mayhem band he did. Oh God, <laughs> that's that so bad. That that was a that was a bad step. Yeah, that, that was, was worse pretty... than having his sex tape stolen from him and released. Oh, do you think that was really stolen, or don't you think that was leaked for publicity? I'm on the I'm on the ladder, sir. <laughs> You're you blaming the victims, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. All right. (laughs) I'm a victim shamer on that one. Yes, sir. I sure am. Um, Yeah, no, he uh, he uh, he did um, tracks on Meet the Creeper and the Ballad of Resurrection of the Ballad of Resurrection of Joe and Rosa Whore. (laughs) Again, there's a title on here called the Ballad of Resurrection Joe and Rosa Whore. All right. What lurks on Channel X? Return of the Phantom Stranger. I mean, yeah. you can tell that he loved himself some old school horror movies. And I, as a fan of old score, school horror movies, I appreciate it. Absolutely. So let's talk some more a little bit about this. So in the United States, this album has been three times platinum. Now, yeah. it was a huge album when it came out. Like, you know, like, so you brought up those reviews and like, I was generally confused when you said it was like mixed reactions because everybody owned this album. See, that's <laughs> how I felt. But apparently among the critics, it was. I mean, when you look at it, I mean, it topped at number five on the Billboard 200. Um, everywhere else, like like the UK was at 37, Swedish 45, New Zealand 19. Canada, it hit number two. It was a bigger hit in Canada than it was in the United States. Yeah, um, but it, I mean, we're, we're looking at talking about international, like 
a horror genre is not really going to go over that well, even though they mastered, like Europe mastered the the film genre of horror. Uh, you know, just look at Suspiria, like, fuck, top that, people. But, yeah, I mean, it's such a niche album, but it came out as, at that perfect time in the late 90s where it was right before everything started turning to shit music-wise with those idiots, like, and stained and disturbed and the puddle of sadness or whatever. Like, yeah, it was a bunch of shit after this album came out. Limp Biscuit, fuck. That was yeah. Well, well, that's new metal. Now we're getting into like the new metal, uh, the 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 rap metal. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's what was popular after this came out, man. Yeah. Uh, dude, yeah. don't even, dude. I totally blacked out that that yeah. genre of music. Like, yeah. like Get anyone that out. anyone that thought that was the future of music, I knew was going to burn in hell. <laughs> um. So yeah, no, I mean the yes, internationally, but even again, like as I said, it was even here there was people that just at the time didn't like it. Now it's back, you know. Now it's looked at more fondly, you know, as people look back and go, "Oh man, it's a great, it's a great album," because it was a great album. There's a reason why three million copies are sold, and again, everyone I knew had it, so. I mean, Fuck off! Angela was on the radio all the time, all the time, all the time. Uh, yes, I mean you couldn't. Yeah, abs- yes, it was, and um, uh, it still is. <laughs> yes, yeah. I don't know. I don't listen to radio anymore. So, well, it I'll still just have is. to take your word for that. <laughs> no, it still is. It's still out there. Um, so, all right, let's talk about highlights and lowlights. What is? What did you like? What is there tracks that you don't like? There's not really tracks I don't like. There's just tracks that just kind of, you know, it's there. It's filler. It's a transition. Like, you know, what what lurks on Channel X or that sort of shit. But, no, I mean, for me, I mean, I, I love Super Beast, uh, Demonoid Phenomenon, Spook Show Baby. Uh, yeah. I mean, th- Meet the Creeper. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah There's, like, it's a lot of good stuff. Like, you know, but then you got Ballad of Resurrection Joe and Rosa Horn. But like, I mean, they're they're you'll never see them perform these live because they're not really much yes. of songs. You know what I mean? Like they're they feel like more like atmosphere. Than- yes, yes, yeah. It's not filler; it's atmosphere. Yeah, there's a difference. Um, yeah, it, it, it continues the the journey you're on when you're listening to it. And I would completely agree with you on that one. Like, I don't think there's really a, what I would consider a quote weak song on here. Um, I, I get, I think, I think it all goes, like I said, the minute call the zombie kicks in, I mean, I was listening to it with my, with, with, with my kids in the car and, you know, uh, and you know, that came out of my, my kids. Like, are, are you watching a zombie? Like, are you watching a, um, a, a horror movie? I'm like, no, it's a, it's a, it's a song. It's, it's an album, you know? So right away, like even they got it like, Whoa, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, you know, again, is the ballad of, um, of resurrection, Joe and Rosa horror and what looks on channel X amazing songs. no, I mean, if they were put on a different album, I'd probably go, what the fuck is this? But because it's here, 
and it fits what the story's being told or the the narrative. And I shouldn't even say I, mean, I say story, not that there's a cohesive story it's here. It's like the experience almost. The experience yes. of the album. Yep. And it's a I, short album. It's only it's only 38 minutes. It's not very long. Yeah, and it's it, and I listen to this and trust me, I've listened, tried I've tried to like his other solo albums and uh, it it just not happening. Like no. this is like the most focused I think he's ever been musically. Mhm. And it it shows. Immediately he lost that focus when with the follow-ups like it, I mean, when your your debut solo album's like this good, uh, you kind of you kind of fuck yourself <laughs> a bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now I liked Educated Horses a little bit. Like, I thought that had some okay songs on it, but I think after this, he got so wrapped up in his movie career that I don't think he he had the uh, the focus for album like he used to. No, and and the other thing I'm going to say on this, even though I like the album, not one of these songs actually made it onto my playlist because I like to listen to it and it's and I like to experience it as the album. Uh, I don't think there is a lot of songs out of out, outside the album that I you know because I, I having listened to it and just the way I've been listening to it, and I think uh, even when I was a kid listening to it, um, it was always in like as an album not like a standalone track does that make sense yeah yeah i i think i i wouldn't put these on a mix just because i've heard these songs so many times like i burned myself out on this album when it came out like i listened to it that much i still love it but it's like i don't need to hear a lot all this if i'm gonna sit down like you said and listen to these songs i'm just gonna listen to the straight up the whole album because i've individually i've heard them all on the radio and shit i it's like led zeppelin i don't need to throw any of their music on a, a playlist just because i've heard it so many times like right i'm gonna listen to led zeppelin i'll just listen to the fucking album yeah absolutely no i completely completely agree with you that's I, I'm, I that's how i'm gonna do it too i'm gonna listen to it on the album and yeah i'm kind of burnt out on it. but again i'm also used to what's coming in and what's coming out you know what i mean like what's yeah. the intro to that song and what's the outro to that song so if i put something on my playlist from this album and then it doesn't go to that song I, it's jarring <laughs> yeah yeah so all right so joe would you recommend this album yeah i love it i love this album it's like i said i I listened to the hell out of it. Like I, I listened to it more than I should have, as a as a lad, as a young lad in central Minnesota. But yeah, I absolutely. This is this is a fun Halloween album. Uh, you don't even, you know, out, even outside of Halloween, it's a fun like, it's just a fun album to listen to. Yeah, I completely agree with you. It's a fun album to listen to, um, and I, I I'd recommend it. I mean, I'll, I mean. Again, this is this, uh, I, I'm not making any claims here or anything. I'm not putting down my mom, but my mom loves this album. And so again, it's you know, if my mom can rock out to this album, it's not horrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's again, I, how it got it got knocked in New Zealand for violence, offensive language, and sex scenes in it when, you know, my mother, who was in her late 40s, was listening to it. Hell, I'm in my 40s and I'm listening to it. What the fuck? <laughs> so you it's come full circle, Paul. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, Joe, what the fuck are we doing next week? 
I I want to stick with the horror theme. Oh, I like that. So I'm going to go to the guy that kind of inspired uh, Rob Zombie. We're going to do Danzig 3, How the Gods Kill. Ooh. Ooh, we're doing Danzig 3, huh? Yeah, Dirty Black Summer, buddy. All right. I can totally dig that. Before, before he went full chucklehead and put out <laughs> some of the worst albums I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> this will be interesting because I don't think I've listened to, Z- to Danzig 3 all the way through. Yeah, well, so, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 you know, I have a theory that I think that uh, Jim Morrison faked his death and became Danzig. Well, <laughs> Jim Morrison became a real, real chucklehead. <laughs> Jim Morrison was a chucklehead. <laughs> I hate, I hate Jim Morrison. He was always great a great voice, but like just a raging piece of shit. <laughs> Was not a great guy. Was not a great guy. No. No, he was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing voice, but like a real, real piece of shit. Tell me how you really feel, Joe. <laughs> Are you serious? Because I loved him and I loved Val Kilmer. No. <laughs> the doors made him seem like such a nice guy. Oh, boy. Yeah, and I think that movie probably played down a lot of his assholishness, too. Like, Oh, I think that's a fair statement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least the movie has Agent Cooper in it, you know. Hey, gotta love Agent Cooper. So, all right. Well, Joe, do you want to take us out? No, God, no.